Now that he's won the chocolate factory, what's next for Charlie? This week on the podcast, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator by Roald Dahl. Welcome to Growing Up Bookish. It's a book podcast where we read books that we liked when we were kids and see if we like them as adults. Hey, I'm Emma. And I'm Allison. What are we reading today, Emma? Today we're reading Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. This is one of my picks. I have questions. (laughs) Well, first I'll talk about my memories about it. (laughs) Well, they were about that. Okay. Because I'm I'm interested in, like, so have you read the first one? I can't remember, but I loved the movie. Me too. Um, I haven't read any of them, the first one or this one, but I was wondering if you like you just picked this up because you had seen the movie or if you had read both books. Or... I, th- I think I picked it up because I'd seen the movie. I don't think I read the first one. Okay. Tell us about what you remember about it. I remember checking this out from the library during the summer, going to my grandparents, um, and just feeling super cool that I knew more about vermicious canids than anybody else. But I didn't, I didn't really have anybody to discuss vermicious canids. They only with. like <laughs> briefly mention it in the movie. Yes. And I don't, I haven't read the first book, but I, I have a feeling cause I looked it up on Wikipedia cause I was interested about the history of vermicious canids. Cause I remember them mentioning it in the movie yes. and I was like, were they in the first movie? But they weren't or the no. first book. They weren't. Uh, Did they even say anything? No. Because, yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah, the Wikipedia mentions it being specifically from this book. Only. Oh. So. Okay. And there's a couple of other things, and I think, like, there were some quotes from this book that showed up in the movie. Yes. That I was like, oh, and I wrote those down. Yes. Uh, so apparently, yeah, they took a bunch from both movies. Both books. Both books. Okay. I'm doing terrible today. That's okay. We're going to get it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> So you checked it out from the library. Yes, felt super cool that I knew about vermicious canids, and that's all I remember about it. Ah. But it turns out that my husband, who doesn't really read books that often, he listens to audiobooks, and when he was growing up, he was more into comics. He actually read this book, too. Really? But he didn't remember anything from it, so. (laughs) You're shaking your head like, I understand why. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I, I have only read one Roll doll book. Which one? Matilda. Okay. And it was read to me by a teacher, mm-hmm. like in second or third grade. And I remember really liking it. Yes. I never saw the movie. So I remember not liking the witches movie because uh, it scared me as a kid. Oh, I love the witches. I mean, it scared me too, but I loved the Which witches. Which is weird that and, I'd be scared that you wouldn't. Yeah. I haven't and seen I read it the since. book too. I didn't so. read the book either. It um, had a mouse in it. That's probably why I loved it so much. <laughs> I just remember being like really turned off by the movie when I was a kid and well, being like, "This is not my jam." Oh, I wanted to that talk was before about it. my no. creepy side came. We can't out. talk about it. Because I, know, I, know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, so oh, yeah, I hadn't read anything by him really like since third or second grade, and so uh, the writing style was a little bit off-putting to me. I love the writing style. It is a very distinct style, and I think that's what made him famous, is this really crazy, insane writing style. And we'll get into the details as we go. But I was also just kind of, like, disappointed, and I was like, why? well, why don't I, why am I having such a hard time with this one? And so I looked it up, and apparently this is his, like, worst book ever. (laughs) Like, everyone agrees. I could see why. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's not a bad book by any means, but I was just kind of like, why, what, are all his books as terrible? And then I was like, no, everyone's like, no, don't read this. This is his worst book. He, he must have just like phoned this one in. That's essentially what people are saying. 
Um, I mean, not to not to spoil it, but I could totally see that. I could totally see that. I don't want to hate on Goal Ronald Roll Dole. I'm gonna keep calling him Ronald. Mr. Dole. Mr. Dole. Mr. Dole. Mr. Dole. Mr. Dole. I'm just going to call him Mr. Dole. I don't want to hate on Mr. Dole. No. He wrote, he's very imaginative. That's that's one of the things that I love. That's probably why I love all of it. Um, So do we want to just get right into it here? Sure. So this book picks up where the movie left off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where they get in the elevator. Mm -hmm. Although in the movie, they don't really talk about why they're getting in the elevator they're just like hey there's this elevator and like it seemed kind of from the context clues that like the elevator was a purpose to transport his family to the factory because when we start this book his family's all there yes in the elevator yes and i don't remember exa- i haven't seen the movie in a long time but i remember just, him just being like it hey. was just grandpa joe and charlie yeah. and and willy wonka and so i feel like at the end of the last book which neither of us have apparently read right um there must have been some sort of we're gonna go pick up your family and bring them here in this elevator and yeah. now here we are and now they got to get back to the factory yes but in order to get back to the factory they have to go at extremely high speeds so therefore they have to go super high mm-hmm. but the problem is they go too high. Right. And they get into outer space. They get into outer space. <laughs> and I'm and like, this is where shit gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> this whole part of the book could have just been removed. What? I wanted Why? to see more, like, I wanted, I just wanted more, like, in the factory. I guess I just oh, should yeah, go yeah, read yeah. the first book and forget about this one. Because yeah. I was like, but the, but the factory. Uh, so we spend the first half of the book in space. Yes. Literally. Yes. No, that's true. So this first chapter, sorry, I, I didn't even... Chapter one, Wa- Mr. Wonka goes too far, and they're referencing that he's gone too far out of space. But honestly, it wasn't totally his fault. He was being distracted by one of the grandmas. Oh, my God. And the grandmas are so <laughs> annoying. I... You don't like the grandmas? I hate them. And I think this is part of why like, I was really annoyed by the writing, because... It's constantly like them just being like, you're as loose as a screw and you're as batty as a dig bat and that is <laughs> over and over and oh, over see, for the whole I, book. I love that because I love his his play with words. So it's just another another reason and way for him to be silly. He's fine. Like Wonka was fine. Oh, I'm just talking about doll. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, the yeah. writing. I just want all You those want all his crazy weird, words. Weird silly words. Yeah. Yes. And uh, as a kid, I bet this is amazing. I guess I'm a horribly old jaded adult. I'm just like, shut those grandparents up. Just knock them out. They're like 80. They I can't mean, even move. I that would be a good idea if they are. I mean, if I were 80, up in outer space, I would freak out. So, yeah, knock me out for yeah. that. Well, I would have knocked him out a long time ago. Because they're <laughs> I'm sure, And I'm sure he's got some candy to do that, too, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. The thing that I, I liked in this chapter, uh, the word lixivate. Yeah. Which I don't know what that means, but if you play well, Balderdash, why don't we Google it? Is it a real word though? Let's find out. How do you spell it? L i x i v a t e, lixivate. Yeah, Grandma Georgina. It says means. It. Oh, it's an actual word. It's a verb. To separate a substance into soluble and insoluble constituents by percolation of liquid. There you go. Okay. So there you go. To Lixivate. separate a substance. All right. So, yeah, Grandma Georgina cries that out at the end of chapter one. He's going to lixivate the lot of us. Uh, I bet you even the parents reading it to their kids don't know what that means, though. But 
And or we're just stupid. And everyone who's listening to this is like, uh, uh Lixivate, of course we know of that. Of course, oh Come god, on. you don't know that word. No, sorry, I don't. Yikes. Even <laughs> I though I read either. this. But now maybe we know it. maybe I did know it when I was younger. Maybe. Maybe it made you look it up. There I do enjoy how there's another like there's either a word or a person that they mention, and in parentheses, it's like, look that up in the dictionary later. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, because the kids <laughs> wouldn't know what that is. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Chapter two, Space Hotel USA. Yes. Uh, so, in orbit, we find out that the U.S. has launched a gigantic sausage-shaped capsule called the Space Hotel. And this Space Hotel was... I don't know if it was built by, but totally ordered by the president. And Mm -hmm. it's a bit too eerie for what we've got going on right now. (laughs) To think about our president. Yes! This was written in 1972. Yes, it was. So let's think about, who was the president in 1972? Oh! Who was it? Nixon. Oh! Isn't that interesting? Do you think, well, no. I was going to say, do you think them, like, making fun of him sort of in the book like they were kind of poking fun of him in the book yeah i was wondering if it had if it was like specifically towards him but they're also a little too nice to him but this could have been before he did all his shit who knows i yeah i don't know uh we've yes we've got the space hotel and then we've also got a commuter capsule which is full of all the people that are going to work in the hotel 150 people 150 people oh good good memory (laughs) How do you, you don't even have notes for this section and you remember that. That's awesome. I just remember. Okay. So they're being transported up to the space hotel. Uh, There's three astronauts in there. Oh gosh. What were their names? I thought I did. SSS. SSS. I thought I didn't really need to know. Schuler, Schowler, Schmucker, Schmeep, Schmab. Shuckworth, Schowler, and Shanks. I didn't write them down because I didn't think that they would last so long in the book yeah but it doesn't matter they're the same person yeah we've got three astronauts manning the commuter capsule and they see the glass elevator and alert houston and houston and the president now believe that everyone on board of the glass elevator is a spy yeah and that the bed is a bomb yeah so do you yeah they have a bed in an elevator by the way i don't know if we made that clear oh yeah i'm sorry the grandparents they still can't get out of the three old ones are still stuck in the bed they don't want to get out of bed they're not even going to try right so grandparents but apparently that looks like a bomb yeah i guess so and i was wondering do you feel like with this he's is he poking fun at political figures i felt like he was solely for that purpose or do you feel like he's trying to like educate children about politics in a silly fun way or is it all just jabbing at? i feel like based upon some of the other jokes he makes i feel like he's just jabbing okay but that's why I was kind of wondering about the specific president at the time because the whole they, – they have this – I don't know if it's in this chapter or later, but it doesn't matter. They have this whole, like, thing about his nanny who basically, like, does all the decision-making for him. Right. And I was like, is that a thing that one of our presidents had? And he's, Oh, I don't know. I don't know either because yeah. I, I, I failed the government. <laughs> I didn't fail it. I did I, just didn't care enough to learn about our presidents i'm sorry that's okay i no one wants to I, learn about Nixon. i care well honestly like i cared enough to make good grades in it yeah but enough to study for the test but not to retain it, it never yeah it never yeah. sunk in for me so then we th- should be visiting the hall of presidents at disney world oh no that sounds boring it is boring i've never <laughs> been in there i don't think i've ever been in there and i go to disney every year Never oh, been in true. the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> there's too, there's too, there's too much else to see. It's right across the street from the Haunted Mansion. Come on. So yeah. Which one am I going to choose? Exactly. <laughs> 
So chapter three, yes, we've already gone to, into chapter three. These are very short chapters. Yeah. And so far, not much really happens. They're just setting, kind of like just setting the stage. Chapter three is called The Link Up. So everyone is excited about the space hotel. And Charlie and Wonka think it's going to be a great idea to just link up with it. Go in and yeah. see it before anyone else does. Yeah. I don't know why you feel that entitled to do something like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know either, but, you know, Wonka, he just kind of, like, does Every, whatever yeah, the fuck well, he wants. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Grandma Josephine is the only one making sense because she can tell what's going on. She sees the commuter capsule, and yeah. she sees the space hotel, and they can't hear anything that Houston's saying, but she's like, no, we're in a mess. We yeah. shouldn't get involved in this. They should have just left, for sure. And the vocabulary that I liked for this chapter is bunkum and tummy rot. We're just going to Google words today. I, I'm pretty sure Wonka said this. B-U-N-K-N-K-U-M. Bunkum. Nonsense. There you go. Bunkum. Um, I'm pretty sure Wonka said this in reference to Grandma Josephine freaking out. He also he also said, you'll never get anywhere if you go about what ifing. I'm like, what ifing is my middle name? So they would have kicked me out of that glass elevator. Maybe you should uh, read some more Willy Wonka. Actually, I'm so disappointed there's only two books, you know? Is there? Yeah. Oh. Just the two. Because yeah. I was like, oh, were there more after this? I'm like, why didn't he continue the story? Maybe because this one wasn't. It was, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, let's see. <clears throat> yeah. Just edit out all those. Let's see. So they have to press buttons for the rocket boosters. Wonka teaches them how to use their breath to get where they need to be. Yeah, the the There's elevator just... has some complicated mechanisms about hitting buttons on opposite ends. and Of course, it would never be simple. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make an invention, make it as difficult as possible to use. And also make sure you can't use it by yourself. Yes. <laughs> because... Well, that's why you have Oompa Loompas around. I guess. <laughs> but I don't know if he's ever taken them to outer space. They probably did exactly what he said. Yeah. So this is his first time in outer space? No, because no. he knows all no, about... Mrs. Canids. Yeah. That's right. I want to know about those adventures. Clearly he's been places before. Suddenly everyone began practicing this business of flying about, and the whole elevator was filled with the blowings and snortings of the passengers. Grandma Georgina, in her red flannel nightgown with two skinny bare legs sticking out of the bottom, was trumpeting and spitting like a rhinoceros and flying from one side of the elevator to the other, shouting, Out of my way! Out of my way! and crashing into poor Mr. and Mrs. Bucket with terrible speed. Grandpa George and Grandma Josephine were doing the same. And well, and well, may you wonder what the millions of people down on Earth were thinking as they watched these crazy happenings on their television screens. You must realize they couldn't see things very clearly. The great glass elevator was only about the size of a grapefruit on their screens, and the people inside, slightly blurred through the glass, were no bigger than the pits of the grapefruit. Even so, the watchers below could see them buzzing about wildly like insects in a glass box. What in the world are they doing? shouted the President of the United States, staring at the screen. Looks like some kind of war dance, Mr. President, answered Astronaut Shower over the radio. You mean they're Indians, said the President. Ugh. Ugh! <laughs> so I wanted to read that because it gives an idea of Mr. Dahl's writing style, which I love. Just describing that yeah. it looks like a grapefruit in their pits and stuff. And then it also throws in a little racism. Just throw it in a little just, bit. Just a little up until <laughs> some more. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, but this was 1972, you know. <sighs> different time. It was a different time, but still, it's it's difficult it to, is. to read as an adult and think, oh, gosh. No, that was one, one day it was okay to make those jokes to your children, and then you wonder why they grow up 
feel the same way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so at the end of this chapter, they're attempting to dock Space Hotel. And, I, and while I was reading this, I thought of uh, the fifth element and whether or not it was going to, if they made this into a movie, if that's the style they would do. I can't imagine them making any sort of movie out of this that's what? not like a cartoon. Because there's just too many cartoon. ridiculous things in it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like going ver- into space and flying Vermicious around an Canid. elevator. I mean, the Vermicious Canid. Yeah, the v- Vermicious. It would make a really great kids cartoon, for sure. Chapter four is called The President. And we get a bit more in-depth view of the of president. Him. Yeah, this is where cabinet. I think we learn about his... Uh, we learn about like a lot of the people that work for him, and we right. learn about like how his nanny is the one who like makes all his decisions for yes, him. Yes, his nanny is the vice president. Right. The notes I have for this is I don't remember any of this when I read it, and probably I probably shut it, it out. You, and you probably skipped this chapter because it's so boring. <laughs> what kid wants to learn about the president and his cabinet? Like, yes, no. I, there's actually a part. Oh, it must have been the song. I skipped all the songs. You skipped all the songs. <laughs> There was like a part I don't know I don't think it's I mean in there this is chapter. a there is a song in here that's like three pages I long. I think that's the one. It's <laughs> the one where the nanny's singing to the president or something, and I was just like, no, because <laughs> he's like, oh, nanny, sing me a song, and I'm like, yep, I'm just gonna skip this. I just didn't care what was in it, <laughs> and none of the songs have anything that's relevant to the plot. So, so why do you think he put them in there? Just to fill up space? No, I think it's have, just an author style. Like obviously it was in the first one because they were in the movie. Yeah. But, oh, the Oompa Loompa songs. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> See, I liked them in the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wonder why. Why is it? I guess because the Because it's a song and they had visuals and yeah. stuff and it was funny. I don't know. And it was also like in the first movie especially, it was the songs was teaching you the moral lesson of what just happened. That's true. Whereas I feel like these songs are random. random. Pretty random. I mean. Super random. They kind of fit because they're about the person involved but as far as but i don't care a lesson a moral yeah, there's no. none no no yeah and i think my i think it was about i think it was in the fifth grade when i read this and i didn't want to read about politics i wanted to read about aliens yeah and fantastical creatures so yeah i kind of skipped over this yeah basically the entire chapter is kind of about the president calling uh russia and china to basically blame them for the glass elevator being like, this is you trying to like spy or get our secrets or blow up our space hotel or whatever. And of course they're both like, no, no, it's not us. Yeah. And and then lots of racism. (laughs) There are some really terrible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Terrible, terrible Asian jokes. Like it, you know what? I don't even think we should read them. No, don't, don't even read them. Okay. But the point is, is imagine the worst funny Asian joke you've ever heard and this is it. Yeah, and then kids are reading this and I'm like, okay, so then they go to school and And they repeat these jokes? Probably. I didn't. And I didn't. I know for a fact I didn't. Well, by the time you read it, it was probably known that it's unacceptable whereas like in the 70s oh yeah true you know i don't know i'm just saying that yeah these kids probably grew up and were like ha 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 chinese people you know and i'm just like oh my god God." yeah Yeah. and it just gets worse (laughs) it's like if the entire chapter is just pages of racist jokes that's that's it not silly i mean i guess they're silly but (laughs) insensitive (laughs) yes very um, at one point, though, his chief spy thinks it's Mr. Hilton, as in the Hilton Hotel. Oh, the Hilton Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the culprit. 
How does this chapter end? Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, he the president gets distracted by eating a fly accidentally, and then he draws up an invention, a complicated fly trap. Yeah, which is so random in the middle it, of this. It's very random, but at the same time, <laughs> it makes it touches on points that we're dealing with now because his chief of the army is like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. So he's got tons of people around him that think all of his ideas are brilliant. And his chief of army wants to place an order for these things as well. So I'm like, <laughs> cool. The president's not supposed to make money off of that stuff. It's a little bit too close for comfort. And I don't like it. <laughs> I was trying not to think of our current presidential situation while reading this. I know. But... It's hard not to. Anyway, let's do, let's just skip on. Yeah, the basically the chapter ends with the elevator attaching to the... Um, to the hotel after you know charlie's doing stuff and i think yeah. charlie and grandpa joe has have to push buttons and yeah. they finally link up and ta-da and they're there chapter five men from mars yep so in this chapter the uh president when they get into the hotel they just see like you know an empty hotel the president announces over over a loudspeaker i guess they have a loudspeaker in the hotel and yeah. he's like you you must announce yourselves who are you whatever and Wonka just starts yelling crazy shit. Do you, you want to even it. try to read it? Because it's not English. It. I don't even know if you could. No, no, it is English. Parts Some of it, it is. is. See, Parts I didn't catch is. that at first. And then when I was like, wait, they said that he said English. What? Yeah. So Kirasuki, wait, no. Kirasuku Malibuku Weeby Wise Unyubi Kuku Alapinda Kakaminda Pants for done. If no, suspenda. <laughs> Something about pants. Fall down. Fall down if they're With, not suspended. <laughs> yes. Funny. Oh, my God. These are hard. Funny. Ka, funny Kika. Kondarika. We be stronger. You, bo, you be weaker. <laughs> Popo Kota. Borumoka. Very risky. You provoka. Oh, last one, guys. Kati Kati Moons Unstars. Fan Fan Van Fan what? Fan Fan Visha? Fan Fan Visha Venus Mars. Oh yeah. Lord. I can't imagine trying to read that to a child. <laughs> like I just read it and it was really hard. I don't think I can do it again. So yes, there are some English words yeah, in there. Yeah, there are. But they hear Venus Mars and so they assume, oh, they're from Mars. Yeah, they're aliens. <laughs> Do they not have video? I guess they don't have cameras in the hotel. No. They've got a loudspeaker, but no cameras. I mean, this is the 70s. Do they have cameras in this? I mean, th- of course they have cameras. They have, like, the damn TV screen on the front of the, like, oh, commuter yeah. shuttle. Yeah, that's right. That so why don't they have a, why don't they have a camcorder? I don't know. Cameras were expensive back then. Who knows? But it's you the president. It's the president. He, he invented that convoluted fly trap. He can't. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Because then there wouldn't be a story, Emma, because they'd know uh, that's who right. it was. That's true. That's true. So I think that's everything that happens in that chapter. And, yeah, the end. Okay, yeah, chapter. No one cares about the president and his shit. Like, I, I was just like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> like, keep, keep going. going. Keep going. Where are the vermicious canids? Chapter six is the invitation to the White House. So the president is afraid of invasion. Yeah. Uh, so he invites the eight Martians down to the White House. Yeah. For, for some diplomacy. They have to refuse the invitation because they lie. Yeah, because they'll know that they're not aliens. Yeah, and uh, they they'll up. be. Yeah, although I don't know how they wouldn't be like, aliens look like humans. Oh, surprise. I mean, I, I guess, whatever. They could have come up with a story. I feel like the president would 
this president would probably be gullible enough to yeah. be like, oh, this is fine. So uh, instead, Wonka recites a poem. Yes. Is this one English too? Because I was looking at it Let and I was see. like, this just sounds like the Jabberwocky to me. Like, yes, that's it sounds what I like too. the Jabberwocky. Yeah, sure. Quaggy Sogmire, Harshland, Gloominess, Oozing Home. You can hear them softly sliming, glistening, hissing, or the slubber. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, definitely a Lewis Carroll. That's I, why I loved it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the president takes this poem as a threat, essentially. Well, why not? Because beds are bombs. <laughs> yeah. And so um, then, I mean, I'm. I, if you have other notes, feel free. You may have gone in more detail than me. Uh, no, I'm. Like I said, there's okay. really no. There's just there's a lot of dialogue for things, and I didn't really feel like the dialogue was heavy enough or carried much. No. To. It's all silly dialogue. It's silly yes. dialogue, and it's a lot of like like. When Emma was describing them, like, floating around in the elevator, there's a lot of that that's just, like, it takes up page space. Yeah. I love but, it. I love reading it. But I... Yeah. For discussing the, plot the book, is it's very not necessarily... Yes. The plot is very thin. Yes. At the end of this chapter, Grandma Josie sees something strange in the hotel elevator. And starts screaming. It's something thick, something brown, something not exactly brown, but greenish brown, something with slimy skin and large eyes squatting inside the elevator. That sounds gross. It sounds like a horror movie, to be honest. <laughs> Did you like it? Uh, a little, but like this part, this entire part with the Vimicious Canids belongs in a horror movie. And I was like, this is a really weird thing to put in a kid's book. You read this on Kindle? Mm -hmm. Did it have the illustrations? Yeah. Okay. So you see like right yeah. beside, right beside. It looks like a weird cookie. I thought it looked like a potato chip. Yeah. I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah. Potato chips better. Yeah. It looks like a potato chip. With eyes. With eyes. Expressionless eyes standing in an elevator. Yep. So chapter seven, something nasty in the elevators. It's definitely something nasty. It looked more than anything like an enormous egg balanced on its pointed end. It was tall as a big boy and wider than the fattest man. The greenish-brown skin had a shiny, wettish appearance, and there were wrinkles in it. About three-quarters up, in the whitest part, there were two large round eyes as big as teacups. The eyes were white, but each had a brilliant red pupil in the center. The red pupils were resting on Mr. Wonka. It's pretty scary. Yeah, so it's an egg-shaped body, and it's pulsing and bulging I feel like as a kid I'd be scared of it. Maybe. I think it was okay. I mean, well, it looks grade. silly, too. You read it in fifth grade. You're not really, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, If I think this book is written for, like, second graders. Look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Look. fine. Maybe I was in second grade. I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> I don't know. But you were, re you were reading more adult books than I was I had an age. older sister who... Well, I had an older sister, too. Well, I don't know. She's. I feel like she's the one that influenced my readings, though. She'd be like, read this book. Well, and also I went through, I don't know about... You just went into a room and took things, didn't you? We borrowed books from each other. Okay. Did you have permission? We're sisters. <laughs> if she wants it, she can come back and get it. Okay. And then she can lose all my books in a flood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. touche. <laughs> touche. Anyway, okay. So I wasn't in fifth grade, guys. It's, nobody cares though it's totally fine okay totally fine i also feel like i when i got like a little bit older than like when i was in like sixth or seventh grade i was purposefully trying to read older books because i just wanted to be cool 
Mm-hmm. Like I was, and and I did read them. Would you read them at like the lunch table so everyone could see probably, that you were reading? Probably. <laughs> I was. I went through like my junior high period was pretty much just letting everyone know how awesome I was or oh attempting God. to. That was. I wanted everyone to know how cool and grown up I was. Okay. That was literally my goal. <laughs> And so I probably was like, let me find the hardest book to read here. And that's what I would do. And that's that's what I was reading, like fucking Dean Koontz and shit. And it oh. probably scarred me for life. There you go. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Okay. Yes, so, probably. Yeah, as a second grader, maybe this would be scary. I, I don't think know. so. Their eyes don't look menacing to me. They're just. They're red pupils. But the illustration. Well, the illustration, right. I mean, this looks like a cute little It does. The description is terrifying. The drawings no, are is. cute. It is. Well, unfortunately, more of them show up in the various elevators. So all the elevators open oh, and, yeah. they, and they just it's appear. It's like counting down. Yeah. yeah. And the description of it counting down and stuff, too. Like, this is from a freaking horror movie. They're yes. like in a giant empty space hotel. Science fiction movies are like this. It's you terrifying. show up to a deserted yeah. space and then. And then Horizon. Ooh. Did you ever watch that? Once, and I'll never watch it again. I was, I couldn't I was even, disappointed. Dude, I couldn't even take it out of the DVD player oh. after I watched it. I didn't want to touch it. I feel like I, it, my experience was ruined for that movie because uh, I watched it like semi recently within the last ten years. So it had been out for a long time, and uh, Stuart had kept telling me that it was the scariest movie ever, and so I was expecting like. And I had heard that from other people, too. Yeah. I was expecting some serious shit. And I was just like, eh, it's a science fiction movie. Like, it... But I I was playing Silent Hill and stuff. Like, nothing scares me, Emma. (laughs) Nothing scares me. not even aliens that spell out the word scram. (laughs) (laughs) As a child, this would have scared me. Really? I thought... Well, if I were in second grade, then yeah. Scram is such, like, a... A funny word. Yeah. A silly word. It's get true. out. Well, I mean, that would even, be, so get it, out would be The description scarier. of their arrival was really scary. Yes, and then what true. they do after this is really scary. Oh, yes. Now that I agree with. So, okay, all the vermicious canid come down to the elevators, yep. and they spell the word scram, and Wonka's like, yep, yep get out. We're out. Yeah, they uh, they can change shape. So they change shape to spell the word scram. Mm-hmm. And so they scram. They scram. So chapter eight, the vermicious canids. Here we go, the good stuff. Yeah, this is where they explain all about them. Mm-hmm. They live, as everybody knows, on the planet Vermes, which is 18,427 million miles away, and they are very, very clever brutes indeed. The vermicious canid can turn itself into any shape it wants. It has no bones. Its body is really one huge muscle, enormously strong, but very stretchy and squishy, like a mixture of rubber and putty with steel wires inside. Normally it is egg-shaped, but it can just as easily give itself two legs like a human or four legs like a horse. It can become as round as a ball or as long as a kite string. From 50 yards away, a fully grown vermicious canid could stretch out its neck and bite your head off without even getting up. Bite your head off with what? said Grandma Georgina. I didn't see any mouth. They have other things to bite with. Whoa! Which is what? <laughs> they never explain it. They don't. They don't. But that would scare me. Yeah, they're terrifying. That would scare me. And apparently these creatures are like everywhere. Yes. But they can't get to Earth because they would uh, burn up in the atmosphere. Right. And shooting stars aren't shooting stars. They're, they're shooting canids. Canids. They're <laughs> constantly trying to get into Earth and eat us all. Cool. Nice and terrifying. <laughs> cool. Sleep yeah. after that, little yeah. kid. They're basically flying away as he's explaining this. And one of the vermicious canids is following the elevator and essentially trying to 
break into it, but Wonka's like, nah, this elevator is like bulletproof, canid proof, everything proof, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> it goes straight for them. Yep. And ends up with a bruised bottom. Bru- which I- yeah. Which as a child, that would be, <laughs> be hilarious. hilarious. It exactly. would be freaking, they talk about is- the bruised bottom of this alien creature. <laughs> Quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the fart jokes. I like the, the uh, drawing here too. <laughs> it basically shows the canid like he looks like Meatwad to me. And then at the end of this is a long. Is it a song? Yeah, yeah I, I skipped it, so I don't know what it's it says. A, it's a song about um, the canid going to the doctor for his <laughs> bruised bottom. Yeah. Once again, the children would love this. Yeah. Chapter nine, gobbled up. Gobbled up. This but, is where it gets horrific. But not, not, I'm just going to spoil it. It's not Wonka that gets gobbled up. No. Because then that would be the end of the book. And there's 20 chapters in this. This is only <laughs> chapter nine. Yeah. Um, so it, it starts with the president and crew congratulating themselves on handling the situation because they see the glass elevator leave. Right. And so they're like, we did it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Um, meanwhile, the space crew in the like shuttle or whatever is like, okay, can we continue boarding the hotel? boarding the hotel now so they go there and that's when the horror movie scene plays out <laughs> for real for real it's pretty <laughs> kind of gruesome there it is super gruesome basically they they board the hotel they get off oh, yeah. and the canids are all in there mm-hmm. and about like 40 of them get gobbled up yes and it's i mean you're given screams and yells yes I ow help <laughs> Uh let's see what else. Oh yeah, snortings and crunching sounds. Like everyone is hearing this, not just the president, everyone. Yeah, because it's still being broadcast to TV for some reason. reason? I don't yeah. know. They never explained why they decided to broadcast the, broadcast well, this. Uh, assuming with this president in the book, he probably wanted it to be kind of like showing off, haha, the space hotel that I built and Yeah, I guess. But when you you would nobody cut it. Nobody cut it. So everybody is hearing all of this gruesomeness, and then transmission cuts out. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, at most the end of them th- get away. Yes, I think. I think if I remember properly, like a hundred and thirty something people were left. Yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> I think right? they may not say it here. I think they no. might say it at the end. Yeah, but but at the end of this chapter, you hear Shuckworth say, "Hold on." They're coming after us because they've gotten into the commuter capsule yeah. and they're leaving. But now they're seeing that the vermicious canids are coming out of the hotel, swarming towards them. Horror movie. <laughs> Makes me think of Battlestar Galactica. There wasn't really anything horrific about Battlestar Galactica. No, except but the I'm like, oh yeah. Not well, the whole ending. Starbucks ending in particular. I can't even remember. I just remember being really disappointed. Uh, Chapter 10, Commuter Capsule in Trouble, Canid Attack Number 1. Yeah, luckily Wonka isn't a total monster, and he agrees to with Charlie that they got well, help that's, the people. Well, I think... He was going to leave him. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie... I mean, I feel like that's why Wonka chose Charlie in the first place. Yeah. To take over the factory. He's compassionate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we can't just leave them there. So, so, they, so they go, yep. and their plan is to tow the ship back to earth because the the commuter shuttles rockets or engines or well, I don't know rockets yeah, rockets right. are crushed yes so they won't be able to enter the atmosphere so they'd be stuck up here mm-hmm. 
But luckily, uh, the elevator doesn't need anything, I guess, because it's magic. It still has its rockets. Well, it's also just fucking magical. Who knows? <laughs> it's bulletproof and canid Yeah. So their plan is to tow them into Earth. Yes. That's and that's point. pretty much... That's it. The chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so chapter 11 is the Battle of the Canids. Yeah, so the Canids band together um, and create, like, a big chain, I guess? Yes, the... The big canid that was following the elevator has wrapped itself around the elevator like a, like a snake and, or a rope yeah. and tied it and then hook and created a hook. Yeah. So the other ones are going to drag it away. Yeah. Drag it back. That's, that's their plan. But Wonka fires his rockets, I guess, before they can attach. Is that what happens? He yes. And basically they go really fast and they incinerate all the canids. Easy peasy. The end. Of the chapter. Isn't that the end of the chapter? Uh, yeah, pretty much. They're, uh, yeah. The commuter shuttle gets let go, and they pummel towards Earth. Were you? Straight towards the chocolate factory. How lucky. Were you satisfied with this battle? I was satisfied with nothing. <laughs> nothing in this book was satisfying. Oh, no! I it feel, this is definitely a book where it's just, like, silly shit to make a kid laugh. Yeah. The, like, the story's not good. Oh. So, it's It could just, have been. The vermicious canids. Like I, like I said at the beginning, it's very imaginative. There's some, like, descriptions of stuff that's fun, but it's not a satisfying story, in my opinion. Okay. All right, chapter 12. Back to the chocolate factory. Uh, I have three sentences. All of mine are three sentences. <laughs> are you doing <laughs> Pretty much. Like, well, chapter is, 14 has one, two sentences. It's a, well, this chapter 12 is a very short chapter. Um, they're back. Yeah. They're in the eatable room where everything's edible. They're greeted by Oompa Loompas. That's right. And they sing a funny song. Oh, one of my notes, one of my three sentences is, A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Yep. That's in the movie. <laughs> That's in the movie. So that was that doesn't count as a sentence. <laughs> and then my other sentence is, The grandparents are as annoying as ever. <laughs> they still won't get out of bed. And for some odd reason, Wonka is determined to get them out of bed. He wants them to help with the factory, help run the factory. But they're 80. That's right. Why do they need help? I don't know. They're 80. Mr. and Mrs. Bucket can, they be, can enough, help. Yeah. be enough help for Charlie. Yeah. I mean, he's got a whole gang of They got Grandpa Joe. Yeah, Grandpa Joe's fine. I don't know. I really don't know. I other put than, those other three than... veteran bitches in like a room somewhere and forget about them. Basically, the space part of the story is over now. Right. Which is so... I don't remember this when <laughs> I when I read it as far as things being so divided. disjointed and divided like yeah and i kept thinking okay are we going to get back to the vermicious canids but no. have they blown up all the vermicious canids is that it not the all of them no but we never hear about them again we do hear about the president again at the end but that's fine so, so why wouldn't you just like separate this book into two parts but it is definitely a, a clear line because now we're at the chocolate factory and we have a new goal to get, get the, the grandparents out of bed right because He's like, oh, you're going to help with the factory. And they're like, nope, I'm in this bed forever. And he's like, well, okay. So now our goal is to get grandparents out of bed. And chapter 13, how Wonkavite was invented. Yep. So basically because the grandparents refuse to leave their beds because, you know, I think they say it's because they're old or whatever. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But Wonka's like, oh, well, I have an invention that will make you 20 years younger. And then you can get out of bed and help with the factory. Yeah. Would you would you take would you Absolutely take that pill? Absolutely, I would, hundred <laughs> percent. But I wouldn't do it the way these fuckers do it. <laughs> oh well, yes. 
Once this is very reminiscent of the movie where it's yes. just people being idiots mm-hmm. and then blaming Wonka for their troubles. Yes. God. Yeah. So I'm- Wonka tells about his invention, Wonkavite, which he's been testing for a long time. Makes you twenty years younger. Oompa Loompa song. That's that's my note. Oompa Loompa song. Oh, that was your note. Where is the Oompa? Let me see the. Oompa. It's in this chapter. Wow, somewhere. this is kind of a long. This is a long chapter, and that's all you had. Yeah. Well, he he goes through like a long description of how he invented it. Yes, I. You want to read that. some of the uh, like ingredients because they're crazy. Yes, that yeah. is what I, that is what I have down here. Okay, I don't. I've got this page marked, and I don't know why. I guess he's talking about he was in the testing room, and he's he's tested it yeah, on about how he lots it. of Oompa Loompas, lots of Oompa Loompas. Yep. What is the? Did you read the Oompa Loompa song at the end? Does it have no, anything important? I, I, no, it's just you know it's the same kind of thing where they're they're talking about being old. Yeah. They're talking about being tested on, I guess. Is that what it's about? Well, they're telling them what the pill yeah. will do. Good looks you'll have. We've told you so. But looks aren't everything, you know. Each pill as well to you will give an extra 20 years to live. So, so it's basically just reiterating everything we were just told. Yes. In song form. Exactly. Great. <laughs> um, and rightfully so, the, the grandparents want evidence. And Yes. The grandparents won't take the pill without knowing what's in it. So that's when Wonka shares his recipe, Recipe. which is crazy. Chapter 14. Yeah. And there's also a warning on the label, Wonkavite, each pill will make you younger by exactly 20 years. Caution, do not take more than the amount recommended by Mr. Wonka. Uh Uh-huh. Is that what they do? No, that's not what they do. (laughs) Yeah. They're greedy little grandparents. Of course. All right. So the recipe for making Wonkavite. You have to mix it in with chocolate. I'm not going to read the chocolate part. But it's the hoof of a manticore, the trunk, and the suitcase of an elephant. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the yolks of three eggs from a wiffle bird, a wart from a warthog, the horn of a cow. It must be a loud horn. <laughs> the front tail of a cockatrice, six ounces of sprunge, sprunge from a young slime, slime scraper. Slime scraper. Two hairs and one rabbit. From the head of a hippocampus, <laughs> the beak of a red-beasted uh, wilbatross, a corn from the toe of a unicorn. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the four tentacles of a quadrupus, the hip and the poe and the pot of a hippopotamus. <laughs> the snout of a prog hopper, a mole from a mole, the hide and the seek of a spotted wing doodle. I love Wang Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> what is the hide and seek of a Wang Doodle? I don't know, but I just, Wang Doodle's fun to it say. Is. The whites of 12 eggs from a tree squeak. Oh my God, it just, I love all this. The, yeah, it's The good three stuff. feet of a Snozwanger. Snozwanger. They mentioned that in the first yeah. book, or Sno- first movie. Snozwanger. Vimicious Canids. What kind of rubbish is that? Yeah. That's a quote. I would be one of those horribly obnoxious people to watch a movie, watch this movie with because I would. Just be quoting the whole thing. Okay, sorry. The three feet of a snodswanger. If you can't get three feet, one yard will do. The square root of a South American abacus. The fangs of a viper. It must be a windshield. A windshield viper. A windshield viper. (laughs) Oh, the chest and the drawers of a wild grout. I love it. I mean, yeah. How long did it take him to come up with all this stuff? I I bet it just falls out of his brain. He's just that kind He's of person. Just sitting on the toilet and just. Yeah. He's definitely an imaginative guy. All right. So that's pretty much chapter yep. 14. That's it. 
chapter 15, Goodbye, Georgina. Do we know what this one is about from the title? Yes. Yeah. Grandparents start fighting over the pills. Because yes. they went from being like, Ugh, I'm never going to trust you to being like, Give me those pills. <laughs> and uh, then they all, because they're idiots, they're all like, yeah, okay, we'll agree to take uh, four each. But they don't give A, they don't give any to Grandpa Joe or even offer him any. No, that's right. And B, math. Well, I'm not very good at math. However, there was there is a point, I think, where Mr. and Mrs. Bucket are like, hey, what about us? We would like one. Yeah. And they're like, no, he's giving them to us. Greedy MFers. And I will, one thing I did want to point out, Charlie does mention Violet Beauregard. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, because he uh, he's like, oh, wait, is this the same thing that's going to happen to Violet? And he said, oh, no, Violet took it from me. And I said, no, stop, don't. don't. These I'm offering to them. That's right. Yeah. So he's, and and the gum that he, he was still working on the gum too. Mm-hmm. He, he hadn't perfected it, but he's perfected this. Right. What is it called again? Wonkavite. 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 Yeah. So um, the idiot grandparents uh, can't math and they take four each. So of course, you know, that's going to take them down way too far way too far two of them become infants we got a one-year-old and a three-month-old uh-huh and then grandma georgina is negative two years negative two years old <laughs> right so she disappears she disappears which is uh quite unnerving this would probably freak me out as i would a kid. think she'd be dead like she did not though they're not gonna say well, that i know but like logically oh, if yeah. you're negative two you're dead true okay but she's not but she's not um, oh, I wrote very long song here. Oh, is there? <laughs> let's see. Where is it? Gosh, this is a long chapter. Oh, yes. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Four and a half pages. I didn't read it. Four and a half pages. <laughs> I didn't read the song. What's it about? Is it about her disappearing? No, this is... Okay, I, I'm going to... Confession. I didn't read this whole thing either. I was like, <laughs> four pages. But I did read some of it. It's about a little girl named Goldie. What? Yes. I didn't even skim it. I was just like, nope. They're they're telling you like a story that goes, you know, the moral type Mm -hmm. of thing. So she finds her grandmother's laxative pills in her medicine cabinet and takes them all. Why? Because she's a curious child. This this song is to tell the story of like, don't be messing around in medicine cabinets. Don't eat medicine that you don't know what it's for. So she, she takes a crap ton of laxative pills and, you know, thankfully this isn't gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> but she ends up in the hospital. The doctors attend to her. They don't go into any, like, weird, gross stuff, which I was like, this is With what With a laxative, I you could. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, now I have to read this. Um, they think she's dead. She's not. She comes back. But it does end so with. it's literally a, just a tangent story about a, a unrelated child who took too many pills. Yes. But it, but it goes with this because the grandparents took too many pills. Okay. But it ends with Goldie having to spend seven hours every day within the everlasting gloom of what we call the ladies' room. And there she sits in dreams of glory alone inside the lavatory. So basically she's crapping forever. Yes. Cool. Glad I skipped that. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> 
crazy. Don't take medicine, kids. I don't. <laughs> that your parents don't give you. Perhaps this book traumatized me, and the only thing I could hold on to were the vermicious canids. Because I don't remember this. You probably didn't read those songs. I bet you skipped them. No, I loved these parts. Mm. But I, that one is a That's little That's pretty much horrifying. all that happens in that chapter, though. Yeah. That four and a half page story about a little girl eating yeah. too many laxatives. Chapter 16, Vita Wonk in Minus Land. Yeah, so basically Wonka tells them that Grandma Georgina is not dead, as she should be. And instead she's in what they call Minus Land. Yes. And this is really silly. The entire th- the entire concept of it is super silly. I think it's cool. Silly is not necessarily bad. Okay. It's just very clear that it's silly. Yes. The whole thing is silly. There's a lot of, like, puns. Yes. I love puns. And, like, talking about long-dividing people. Yes! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'd totally forgotten. Yes. Where is that? Where is it's that? It's in there somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if it's in this chapter or the next one. It might be in the next it, one. Yeah, because I think in the next one, I think in this chapter, they're just planning to go there. Right. Oh, did you like this chapter? Because they, they go through different layers of, like, you find out how big the factory is. Yeah, so which you is see, very like, the cool. rock candy yes. mines. I, like, I liked learning about, because he was talking about, oh, you know, the part of the factory that you saw with the other horrible children, he calls them, like, horrible children, <laughs> um, was only, like, you know, a quarter of it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to see the rest of the factory. I don't care about this minus <laughs> land garbage. You I don't want to save Grandma Georgina? No. She deserves what she gets. <laughs> Did they save freaking Veruca Salt when she fell down the garbage chute to the incinerator? Yes. He sent an Oompa Loompa to do it. All the children ended up fine. She deserved to be dead. And so do the <laughs> grandparents. Well, she's not dead. She's in Minus Land. Yeah. Well, whatever. So, yeah. We, we get a brief look at uh, the cool factory and then they never talk about it again. No, they don't. Ugh. They talk about um, Vita Wonk. Yeah. It's the opposite of Wonka Bite. Yes. It makes him older again. And some of the things he's collected for it. A pint of sap from a 4,000-year-old bristle cone pine. The toenail clippings from a 168-year-old Russian farmer called... I'm going to butcher this name. Petrovich Gregorovich. Gregorovich. Gregorovich, yeah. Like in Harry Potter? Gregorovich was the Ollivander of the... of the Eastern European islands or whatever. Gotcha. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, maybe they took a toenail from him. An egg, lay, an egg laid by a 200-year-old tortoise belonging to the king of Tonga. The tail of a 51-year-old horse in Arabia. The whiskers of a 36-year-old cat called Crumpets. An Crumpets? Old... <laughs> you didn't read this part? No. <laughs> I was an, like, this is a long list. I'm skipping. An old flea which had lived on Crumpets for 36 years. Oh. The tail of a 207-year-old giant rat from Tibet. The, black, the back teeth of a 97-year-old Grimalkin living... <gasps> Living in a cave on Mount Popocatapetl. <laughs> Grimalkin can either be a cat or it can be an old witch. So it could be either one. Okay. The story can it be is a about, witch, ca- a cat witch. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a witch's cat. But like I've read stories where it also refers to like a, a old gray woman. Mm. So it could be a cat or a witch. Yeah. Or a cat witch. Or cat witch. Or a witch's witch cat. cat. And that is what is in. A bunch of old shit. Vita Wonk. <laughs> All this old shit. Silly. Silly. I'm naming my next cat Crumpets. You should. That's a Just cute saying. name. It's really cute. I hope he's orange. Oh, orange God, cat but aren't, aren't orange cats like wild and crazy? I don't know. I've never owned one. 
I've think, always wanted to have I've one. I've always heard that they're wild and crazy, but maybe that's a, a myth. I think that's the end of that chapter. That's well, a, they, I don't have anything They else end up in Minus Land. Yeah. That's right. And then in chapter 17, they're in Minus Land. This kind of made me think of oh, Sabrina in that weird world. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the Netflix series where she has to... Did you watch that? The new one? Yeah. Yeah. Where she's like in this place where it's foggy and she's like searching for her mother. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. See, that reminded me of like the Upside Down. So, I don't well, know. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It. I mean, they they describe it a bit. I don't know if you care to read any of it. But uh, the only part I mentioned was the newlies, which are more terrifying creatures. Yes. They're like invisible creatures that will pierce your skin. Yes. You can't see them or smell them or hear them. And you only know if you if they're around because they've bitten you. Yeah. So if you are bitten by a newly, first you become subtracted. A little later you are divided, but very slowly. It takes it's a long, long time. Division. It's long division and it's very painful. <laughs> yeah. And after that, you become one of them. <laughs> Chilling. They eventually do find Grandma Georgina and she's... You know, they talk about how she's like laying flat because she's a she's a minus. Yes. I love it. Silly, silly. <laughs> she's floating horizontally because that's what a minus sign looks like, right? And then Wonka sprays her with the Vita Wonk, mm-hmm. and they rush out of minus land. And then there's a rhyme. She's as plussy as plussy can be. She's more plussy than you or than me. The question is how, just how old is she now? Is she more than 103? So they don't actually know how old she's going to be because they, this pill, or it's not a pill, it's a liquid. Mm -hmm. It has to be like given in specific doses. But since like Grandma Georgina is a minus, she can't like accept the dose. So they just had to spray her with a random amount. Gallons. Gallons gallons. Just to make sure she gets enough. Yes. But they don't know how much she actually got in. Right. So we're going to go find out in the next <laughs> chapter. Chapter 18, the oldest person in the world. Yep, I'm she's ancient. Grandma Georgina. Basically, the plan now is that they're going to give her more Wonka bite to age her down. But for some reason, I mean, they explain it, but it's not a good reason. I thought it was good. That they have to give it all at once. Yes, because it's like a headache. You can't just take one aspirin every so, like, Every few hours, yeah. it's not going to do anything. She's so old now that you have to really you have to give it all. pack a punch and figure and math. Yeah, I actually so they, figured they out ha- the math. Yeah, so they got to figure out the math of how old she is before they can give her. I don't. Okay, so I had a hard time understanding this. How how can she remember things that she didn't live through? Uh huh. Um, here's my note. Okay. <laughs> After some discussion, Grandma Georgina reveals that she rode on the Mayflower when she was a girl. And my note is, how does this pill somehow rewrite time in history? I don't know. It's never explained. So instead of her being aged from where she is, they basically transplant her. They basically transplant her to another time in order for, because they find out she's like 300 and something years old. Yes. Uh, So, you know, she would have been a girl on the Mayflower. So now she's got a whole other fucking life. So that's how they did it? I mean, I guess they yeah, but it wouldn't it be sense. more interesting to have it be in the future, like to have her lived through the future. See, that's how I back. would think. Instead I mean, of her going backwards, s- you could get so silly with that. Yeah. Instead of her going backwards, it doesn't. I mean, none of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's I, I shouldn't expect it to, no. but I was kind of thrown off by that. I'm like, wait, why is she talking about the Mayflower and like 
the Civil War or whatever. And yeah, so apparently she had a whole other life that I guess as soon as she takes this will be forgotten. Well, that's kind of sad. We're losing all that information. Yeah, and this I do like the drawing here where they have the math on the board. Let me see it because I actually didn't. I For didn't someone that it. doesn't like math, I was like, oh look, they actually did the math. Present age of person three fifty eight. Age she wants to be subtract this seventy eight. Number of years younger she must become two hundred and eighty. If each pill of Wonkavite makes you twenty years younger, you must divide two eighty by twenty to find out how many pills to give. Fourteen. She needs fourteen pills. Good thing he's just got a whole factory full of. Pills. I mean, I I assume. Why isn't he marketing this? I, I don't know. I assumed that like that the bottle that they gave him earlier was all they had. I, that's what I thought too. Because he made such a big deal about how like how long and how difficult it was to make, right. and so that's why they were fighting over it. Like, but apparently but he's, he's just got, got an endless supply. Yeah, stocks of it. Good thing, I guess. So she needs fourteen pills. Uh. And they give it to her, and she ages back down to 78. Yes. I don't know about you, but I would have wanted to be like, give me a little more. And no, she's like too scared. That's the thing. They're too scared. But I'm like, you are the reason yeah. why yeah. it messed up. Yeah. Not Mr. Monka. Exactly. But now they got to deal with the babies. Because remember, Graham, Grandma Josephine and uh, Grandpa George are still babies. Right. So chapter 19, the babies grow up. I have one sentence. I have I have two or three. My sentence is, they give the Vita Wonk to the babies and they're old again. A second is about as long as it takes you to say aloud and quickly, one, two, three, four, five. And that is how long it took with Charlie watching closely for the tiny baby to grow and swell and wrinkle into the 80-year-old Grandma Josephine. It was a frightening thing to see. It was like an explosion. A small baby suddenly exploded into an old woman, and Charlie all at once found himself staring straight into the well-known and much-loved wrinkly old face of his grandma, Josephine. That sounds kind of horrifying. It's a little horrifying. Imagine seeing that if, it, if this were made into a movie. That was one thing I was thinking about. Like, how would they even get the vermicious canid to... They wouldn't. That's why, it's, it's, it's not that's why they haven't done it, and yeah. it should be a cartoon. Yeah. I think this would make a great cartoon. For, like, young kids. Like, because there's just a lot of, like... Silly, weird stuff. Silly, weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there are any plans for... I mean, I know they made the Johnny Depp well, version. I, <laughs> I was going to wait till the end to talk oh, okay. about this. Okay. But... We, we can because we're only one chapter away. Okay. Because normally I've noticed in our podcast when I say, let's wait till the end to talk about that, we never get back to it. Oh. Like, we always forget to bring it up okay. again. Remember. Remember. Let's bring up Johnny Remember. Depp when, okay. we, when we get to later. <laughs> I'll set an alarm on my phone. No, okay. Chapter 20. How to get someone out of bed. <gasps> Do they finally... Well, not immediately, because saved from their age troubles, they're like, yeah, we're never leaving this bed now. <laughs> You've traumatized and scarred us, sir. I never want to go back to Minus Land. Right. So they still refuse to help out in the factory and leave their bed. But then a letter from the White House arrives. So, I, I'll just skip to it. So, a letter from the president inviting them, because they're heroes, yep. is what gets these old people out of bed. Yeah. So, they get the letter, and, like, Wonka and Charlie, they know what they're doing. Uh, they're like, okay, let's just go right now. Because, um, the I guess, you know, when you have a meeting with the president, you have to go oh. immediately. Because <laughs> the plane is, like, out there waiting for them. And so, they're like, all right, we're going to go. And so, then the grandparents, of course, are like, but we're invited, too. They like them. You're like you can't bring the bed on the yeah. helicopter, and so then they just can magically walk. 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it was in the movie with Grandpa Joe. I mean, it took him a minute. Oh, yes. But still, much longer. Like, if they really were in bed for, like, 20-plus years, their muscles would have atrophied, and there's no well, way. Well, maybe maybe the Wonkavite. Maybe the Wonkavite, like, did something weird. Or maybe it's just a dumb <laughs> Made their story. muscles yeah. younger, but their bodies. Uh, either way, I felt like the ending was kind of a phone-in. I know you probably felt like the whole book was, but it was like, they want to go. Yeah. So up, they jump out of bed and then it's like, wait, we can't show up in our nightshirt. So then Charlie has this I know, it's great so idea to make random. the president's jet stop at a department store on the way there. And it's like the end. The end. That's the end of the book. Yeah. They're going to go shopping for their grandparents. So nothing happened in this book. No, things happened. There were there were permissions canids that I we never see more. again. I wanted more information about the chocolate factory. Oh yeah. Oh, so disappointed. I okay. was so disappointed. So they've been in that bed for twenty years, mm-hmm. and in the twenty years that they have lived in that bed, nothing else has happened in their lives to get them out of the bed. Nope. Charlie's birth. Nope. No. Nope. Didn't get them out of the bed. Nope. So Mister and Missus Bucket have had to take care of Charlie and four old people in a bed. Yeah, because if they can't get out of the bed to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. They're changing bedpans uh-huh. and bed sheets and yep. feeding them. And, yep. and Mr. and Mrs. Bucket don't complain about anything. Yeah, we barely mention them at all because they literally do nothing. And yeah, they, just, they have a they, few lines. Yeah, they might as well not even be there. And the grandparents are just annoying the whole time like grandpa joe's fine i like grandpa joe he's fine but like the other ones so annoying all they do is complain about everything and then the parents are useless they might as well not even been there yeah just all these extra characters for no reason well i guess i wonder if they had a bigger part no they didn't have a bigger part in the first book i mean at least they did in the movie no they were there at the very beginning and then you never see them again yeah because grandpa joe is his his partner Mm -hmm. pretty much and then they never go back to the house after yeah uh but the book does end with it's been an interesting day which kind of shocked me i'm like oh my gosh all of this happened happened in one one day day. yeah yikes Okay, Allison, so, so what are your thoughts on this book? Wait, should we talk about Johnny Depp first? Well, I mean, the, it's, it goes into my thoughts about the okay. book because I noticed that the Wonka in this book fit more closely with Johnny Depp's Wonka than Gene Wilder's. Oh, but I love Gene Wilder. I mean, me Gene too. Gene Wilder is. But, and I, I bet you if we read the first book, we and I've heard that about Johnny Depp's Wonka, that it was more accurate How to the How do book. you feel like it was more accurate? Well, I didn't read the first book, so I can tell you. Okay, well, but with this, because you say? Because I feel like Gene Wilder's portrayal of him was, he had a bit of like a biting wit and a lot less silliness. Oh, okay. Like... I get what you're Johnny saying. Johnny Depp's Wonka was a caricature. Yeah. And I feel like that's how this character is in the book. Like, he's over-the-top silly, doesn't take anything seriously, you know, just goes about his business and nothing bothers him. That kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, you felt that Gene Wilder had issues. Like, he was a much deeper character. Like, he yells at Charlie at the end of oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I really you want get to... Go- nothing. After reading this, I really wish we had read the other one because I really wanted... I really want to read that book now oh, and see, yeah. like, how different it is 
I guess, in terms of how he acts or whatever, because, yeah, I felt like there was just, the silliness was still there, but it was like a sophisticated silliness. I don't know how to describe it, but it was like he said all the silly words. He even recited a poem, mm-hmm. the, the one in the, like, boat or whatever. Oh, my gosh. That, did that terrify you as a I child? I loved it. Oh, my God, that terrified I me as a child. I wasn't scared, but I loved it. Ugh. But he had, like, a, a darkness no, about him. And, like, I feel like in the... In the Johnny Depp movie, he was just silly and giggly, and that's how he was to me in this book. Mm. And I didn't dislike it. It's just a different character. I guess when I read this, I put Gene Wilder in it. So it's hard for me to separate it. Because with Johnny Depp's portrayal, I felt it was too much like a man-child. It was I like think he that's was how just, he is in the book. But I don't feel I don't feel that way. I do. I don't feel that way, but I think it's, like I said, I think it's because whenever I read it, I hear Gene Wilder. And so Gene Wilder's biting, yeah. you know, cynical view on things seeps into it. Maybe Johnny Depp's version soured my, my vision of him because that's all I could see when I was yeah. reading this. I mean, he's a silly guy. It could, he, could super be the thing, but yeah, I just yeah, I can't shake Gene Wilder's performance. I mean, it's head. good. I just feel like they're two completely two different characters. Yeah, yeah, totally different. So, so what else did you think? <laughs> I mean, I kind of said a were little dis- bit of it. There were you were... disappointed? Were you expecting much? I don't know what I was expecting going in. I was expecting better than this. Okay, and. I told you at the beginning that I I stopped about, you know, a few chapters in to look up how people felt about this book. You're like, I can't be the only one. Yeah, because I was just like, I was like, this seems, because it just seemed so, I don't know. It was just too, (laughs) I can't come up with the words. I felt weird about it. And I was like, am I supposed to like this? And so then I looked it up because I know that Mr. Dahl is famous and people love his shit. And I had only read Matilda. Mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe he's just not for me. So I was like, oh, it's got to just be me. But it's not just me because everyone's like, this is his worst book. Yeah, I will admit um, I didn't like how disconnected things felt. It probably would have been better as just like collections of poems. Rather yeah. than trying to piece it together. I mean, it's not pieced together as a story. And no. I don't know if he did that on purpose as far as, like, Mr. Wonka is a silly, crazy guy. And so all of his adventures are going to be crazy, weird, and silly and not have any point. Once again, I feel like I'm, we, but from not reading the first book and knowing what that one was like. Right. Well, it, see, if people were disappointed by this book, then the first one must, must have been good. better. Yeah. It must have been. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> Maybe he was forced to write a second one. Although, based upon, like, how the first one supposedly ended, he always planned to continue it. It just, I don't know. I feel like it would have been better as, like, a short story. Yeah. Or, like, a collection of poems. Yeah. yeah. Like, th- this did not need to be a full book. Yeah. Because literally, like, two things happen. But I do love the way he writes. Yeah. I love his writing style. He's I love definitely talented. lyrical it is and sing song. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't crazy about the racism, of course. No, but yeah, 1970. So that just, I mean, honestly, the first part of the book, minus the canids, because I do love the canids. Yeah. I just kind of swept aside. I didn't care about the president. Nope. Didn't care about any of that. Any of that stuff. No. 
Minus Lane was kind of fun. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I just like picking out. There's pieces. Yeah. There's only just pieces. The whole concept of like the Wonkavite and Minus Lane was cool, but it didn't need a whole like right. 15 chapters. Right. It needed to be a tiny part of a bigger story. Yeah. So let's rewrite this story. Nope. <laughs> not even going to Not even going to nope. waste time on not that? Not even going to do that. Uh, I can't write as good as Mr. Doll. Oh, well. I can't come up with those words and poems. No way. <laughs> That's a, it's a gift. It's a gift, I'm sure. So as final uh, verdict on if it holds up, I would say no. I would oh, say no. What would I say? I don't know. It's so hard. It's hard because I like the elements of it. I would not even read this one to my kid. <gasps> Basically, I would read. I would read this to my kid. Not this one. <laughs> I would go find a better <laughs> roll doll book and read them that one I, okay. this one would be the this one would be the one that i would read after we had read every other one and my kid begged for more okay you're like well there is I got this one more dusty old book <laughs> blow off the cobwebs <laughs> oh yeah what have we got next time allison it's your pick well, guys, uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the end of September, which means we're getting into Halloween. We're going to put some spooky music behind. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, we're in this podcast. We're no strangers to scary stories or uh, creepy well, stories. No, because that's my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to milk it during <laughs> uh, Halloween. Although I don't have anything picked out that's like actually scary. I Good. really want to do like a super scary one oh, just God, for Emma. No. no. I won't be able to sleep at night. I'm still talking about that John Saul book I want you to read. What's that one again? Uh, it's called Second Child. It was my favorite. It was my favorite book for so long. I've read it so many times. But it's basically about like evil children. And there's some like there's like an evil mother in there too. Oh God. And there's maybe a ghostly element. What? When did you read this? Uh, I don't know. I was in junior high. Oh my lord! I mean, I went through a John oh, that, Saul that phase. Was, wait, that's that's your everybody look I'm cool phase. Um, actually, my mother you? suggested I read those. Really? They're they're written in a way that I feel like younger people could read them. Okay. Dean Koontz was my look I'm cool. Okay. But I read Dean Koontz after I had already read John Saul. Okay. This is a total tangent. Point being, it's October and I want to do some scary stuff. We're starting in the lovely world of Sweet Valley. Yay! We did Sweet Valley in last Christmas. And now it's Halloween, so we're going to do one of the uh, super chillers because they always had the special holiday editions and then they have the Halloween ones. Um, this one that I have picked is called The Carnival Ghost. And I was telling Emma at the beginning that I apparently have a, a pattern <laughs> of choosing stories that are about creepy ghost children because this is another creepy ghost child one. But here's the... Uh, the description. A traveling carnival is on its way to Sweet Valley, and Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield can't wait to ride the roller coaster, have their fortunes told, and try their luck at the games. But when they get there, some odd things happen to the twins. A fortune teller warns Jessica to stay away from the carnival, and a mysterious girl named Claire seems to appear out of nowhere and suddenly becomes best friends with Elizabeth. Elizabeth is strangely drawn to Claire. She begins to ignore her friends, her chores, and even her sister to spend time with her new friend. It's as if she's under an evil spell, a spell no one, not even Jessica, can break. And if her twin is in danger, how can Jessica help her? Does this sound just like it Wait Till Halloween? It sounds like, yes! <laughs> it does! 
is. And I, I was almost like, maybe I should choose something different. No, because it'd be, it would be kind of interesting to see Elizabeth not doing her chores. Oh, <laughs> how dare she? Like Elizabeth. what? She, does she start getting F's in school? Yeah, I almost changed what I was going to pick, but then I was like, no, nah, Sweet Valley's fun and people like it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's this is what we're going to do next time. It's a short, quick read. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be, it's not as good as Wait Till Helen Comes. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's not. No, because it's Sweet Valley. Oh. The writing quality is not quite as high. Who wrote that one? Well, it's Jamie Suzanne again. Well, did we know who? who no. Wrote, who wrote it? Remember? No. Oh, yeah. This a, the board, it was a, it was a boardroom of people. Of people. A team right. of people. Gosh. Yeah, Jamie Suzanne could be anybody. Mm. So, yeah, we got other fun things planned for this scary month. And um, that's basically it. I'm excited. See you guys later. Bye. Oh, that thing is scary. <laughs> To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.